from the Salvation Army National Headquarters, this is the Fight for Good Podcast. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fight for Good Podcast. I'm your host, Lieutenant Colonel Tim Foley. We are broadcasting live from our basements throughout the Fairfax County area in Virginia as we are still in, um, I don't want to say lockdown or shutdown, but I think the correct phrase, Mr. McDonald, is we are at the stay-at-home phase still. Stay-at-home sounds safe, but uh, still good to be part of the team. Well, today's podcast, we are speaking with the National Secretary and Youth Adult Initiative Coordinator, also the assistant to the National Secretary for Program, Captain Keith Maynard. And we're going to talk to Keith about the results of uh, Youth Program Survey. But Captain Keith, welcome to the Fight for Good podcast. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. So you've been the last six years, you and your wife now are uh, under farewell orders, and perhaps by the time that this goes to broadcast, the world will know exactly where you're going to next. But you are leaving us and going back to your home territory in the east, and uh, we certainly are going to miss you. And you've done a you've done a an incredible job here the last six years. All kinds of different things that you were involved in with helping the development of Echelon, which is the uh, the the kind of the younger input version to advisory board, the national strategic plan. Um, you, you have a gifting and you're actually pretty close to finishing your doctorate in strategic planning. Um, but one of the things that you were involved in, you were the national youth secretary. What, what's been your experience like the past six years as you've, uh, you've had the opportunity to have these different roles and see the Salvation Army from a broad spectrum in the United States. What's it, what's it been like for you personally? It, it, it's been a joy. It's been a privilege. Um, I feel that I have gained so much more than anything that I've given back. I think the secret of my success is really, I've been surrounded by exceptional people. I've had the, the blessing and the opportunity to work with an amazing team with the National Christian Education Department. And we have a, it's a small team, but they are terrific, talented, kindly anointed people. Uh, and just the other things that you've mentioned, working with the National Advisor Board, working with the National Commander and, and all these other uh, uh, wonderful groups like Echelon, I really just felt like I was the kid carrying everybody else's school books. So it was uh, an amazing opportunity to learn uh, to grow and to uh, and 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 to just just simply serve and and that's that's really just been my story here. It's just kind of working behind the scene, uh, doing everything from being a gopher uh, to, uh, to to writing out a couple plans here and there to uh, to being entrusted to uh, just just do the Lord's work and 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 that's really just my story that it's it's leaning on god's understanding it's leaning on the lord's help and, and the spirit that has kind of got me through and yeah and that's right in the next couple of weeks uh pam and i we are heading back to the eastern territory the eastern coast and we're excited to get back uh to do some field work and do do some field ministry so uh but yeah and we're happy here today to talk to you about the uh the youth report which has been uh, a labor of love 
And it's been uh, a really, really cool project to uh, just see what's happening with youth ministry across the country. One of the things that I'm, I guess I'm really concerned about, because I know that you've put a lot of uh, uh, blood, sweat, and tears into this youth program survey that I, I really just don't want this, this whole thing to be kind of like lost. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about uh, kind of like the, what, what, what exactly was the survey that you're working on? What was sure. the, the, the genesis behind it? Sure. Well, the genesis is the territorial youth secretaries wanted to have an in-depth look and they just wanted to answer the question, what's happening in youth programs in the Salvation Army today? So this project actually began two and a half years ago. We began the work in September of 2018. And the project, it's a survey, it's a, it's a massive questionnaire that national headquarters did with every divisional youth secretary across the country. So of the 38 divisions that made up the Salvation Army's territories, we were able to interview 36 divisional youth leaders. So the survey was a battery of 20 questions. These are all open-ended questions. Uh, no, nothing to say, we got you, nothing to, to, uh, to look for something specific. They were these questions were designed that the divisional youth secretary could share their story, that they could say, this is what we're sensing. This is what we're sensing the Holy Spirit is doing in our division. And we were asking questions about the cores. We're asking questions about the core officers. And most importantly, about the kids. What are, what are the kids experiencing? What are they going through? What are the, the highs, the joys, and even the lows? So we were able to capture through these 20, question, 20 questions uh, this uh, interesting picture of what youth ministry is in the United States in the Salvation Army today. And there's things that uh, have given us great joy, things that have given us great hope for the future. And there's also things that have given us really, uh, really big concern that there's items that it can't wait till tomorrow. We we have to start addressing them today. There's so much we could add, talk to you about. You know, I think about the scripture and how we're admonished in scripture to train up the generations, the children in the, in the way of the Lord, you know. And uh, I know that in contemporary culture, there's many drop-off points where we're losing young people. Um, so I'd be Curious just to know from you what your survey revealed as to be the burning issues and problems and pressure points that are confronting uh, young people that the Salvation Army is dealing with now. That's one thing. And also, I'd really like to hear about, you know, you're such a good strategist um, and you've gotten a really good overview of a lot of, of, of Army uh, functions and goals. What is your vision for um, the, the Salvation Army's youth ministry? And how would you describe the actual reality of it now? Sure, sure. Okay, where to start? We got uh, a ton of information to, uh, to get going. So this is this is a typical anecdote that I'll use uh, to describe the Army's youth work today. And it's it's more of a thought experiment. I would like you to just imagine your mind's eye with me, a chessboard with all the chess pieces. So you have the pawn, there's a rook, 
there's the knight, the bishop, the queen, and the king. And I and I play this thought experiment with youth leaders every time I have to do a training and every time I have the chance to speak about this youth ministry report. And I go through each piece and we start with the pawn and I ask this question. Now imagine and visualize that these chess pieces represent the Salvation Army. And we are in this epic struggle against the forces of darkness, against the, the kingdom of Satan. We are on God's side with the, with the kingdom of his glorious light. How do you think God would organize our pieces? What do you think these pieces would be if the Salvation Army was transposed over this chessboard? So we first start with the pawn and, and the questions we brainstorm and say, who is the pawn? And so you'll find answers like, this is the Corps Sergeant Major. This is the kids in the Corps. This could be the Corps Officer. And you, and you can secondly go up from pawn to rook to horse to bishop uh, to the king, uh, to the queen, and then uh, ultimately to the king. Now, I'm going to spare you going through every piece, though. But usually when we get to the last piece, the king, we say, who is the king? And you'll have answers that it's it's Jesus. You'll have answers. It's the divisional commander. <laughs> Other answers will say, this is, uh, this is, of course, it's the general. And what I use with the youth ministry report and say, actually, friends, I, I want to suggest something different. The king is the youth. The king is the next generation. Because the idea in chess is if you lose any other piece, the game continues. The game will, conti- will, will carry on. If you lose the king, the game is over. And that's why youth are so important in not just the Salvation Army, in any church. If we lose the youth, if we lose the next generation, it is game over. And that is the precarious position, I, I really believe, and what I think the evidence suggests in the National Youth Report is that we cannot take kids for granted. We can't assume that they're just going to show up because we have a program that we just because we've done things the same way we've always done it, that they're just going to come. It's not Field of Dreams where if you build it, they will come. Those days are over. That's an obsolete mental model. We have to start prioritizing youth ministry and, and, and believing together that the youth is our greatest asset. They're our greatest resource for pushing the Salvation Army into the future and fulfilling the promises that God wants to complete through us. What, what's uh, Keith? I was going to ask you what what's the challenge when you're flipping the the pyramid, so to speak? You know, I mean, you're you're yeah. you're making you're making the king really foundational. I mean, uh, absolutely. What 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 sort of um, obstacles are are naturally in the way to to making that the priority? So some things, yeah, it it it, and that's that's part of what the report suggests. It is prioritization, where where you go to any typical corps in the United States today, and the corps officer has been given this immense burden of responsibility, that they are not just a local pastor, they're a community organizer, they're a social worker. Many of them have to serve as the building's custodian. Other times, they're, they are the, the spokesperson of the Salvation Army on behalf of, of foundations, and uh, whether that's the United Way or, or some funding source. They are wearing so many hats right now, 
And uh, if it was not just for the, the, the strength of God and, and divine resources, it's an impossible job. But part of that is that youth ministry seems to be getting squeezed uh, from, and this is, this is ubiquitous. It's coast to coast. And this, and th- let me say this crystal clear. This is at no fault to the core officer. They are doing tremendous work. They're doing, they're pouring their heart and their soul into the ministry and answering God's call. And they're doing everything they can, and they should not be reprimanded by any sense. They need to be applauded, encouraged, and they, and we need to find ways to help them to make youth ministry a priority. So some of this, when, when we talk about flipping from the pawn to the king, it is about time. It's about gathering resources. It's about getting more, pe- more hands on deck to be a, be a part of youth ministry. But that's, that's kind of, uh, that, that's kind of the first thing of making the switch. It is a matter of focus. It's a matter of bringing attention and understanding we've got a serious problem here. And, uh, and, and just by, clarifying focus and realizing the problem, that is the first instrumental step in making a big change. Back to your your original question about the prioritization, about what's happening with youth ministry. Um, One of the things where we ran into obstacles at every course of every interview is with uh, trying to capture a number. We wanted as best as we could to create a census of of how many youth are in the Salvation Army today, and we wanted to segment that total population. So we wanted to know how many kids are in elementary school, middle school, high school, and how many young adults are in the Salvation Army. So we wanted to get a big number, and that's to to celebrate the work, but it's also to help us make better management decisions about youth ministry, about where are we going to allocate resources uh, for programs, for curriculum, are there campaigns? Are there big ideas that we know that, and and we would know how to adjust that if we knew, oh gosh, we have more kids in this age group than another. We, this is the this is something we need to prioritize, right? So, at every step of trying to to ascertain a number of how many kids to come to the army, we we with no assurance can really say this is the total number. We have predictions, we have estimates. Uh, and from the estimates we have, we, we can build statistical models to kind of forecast this out, but we don't have a, um, an authentic verified number. But the number that we can say with some certainty, with some confidence, is that we probably have anywhere between thirty to 35,000 youth come to the Salvation Army on a weekly to a semi-weekly basis. So that's all the way from babies all the way up to young adults. And we're kind of defining a young adult up to about 22, 23 years old. Um, we're kind of loose with that number, uh, but so is everybody else. So we're, we're not so concerned about our young adult number. So of that thirty to 35,000 uh, uh, youth people that come to the, to the Salvation Army, um, we're really proud of them. They're, they have, each of them have a unique uh, experience. They have a unique touch point with how they came into the army. Some of them have been born into it, uh, whether their parents are officers or their parents are soldiers. Others have come in through uh, through various uh, programs like the character building programs. Others have come in through uh, the terrific music and arts education programs that are happening across the states. Uh, and uh, just, just terrific stories uh, um, from from end to end with that. Now, I will say this um, real briefly about that number. 
Now, you could go to any church in North America, and you're likely to hear when you ask them, what's your big concerns about youth ministry? Everybody will talk about their young adult ministry. So the story goes, and the concern is, when a kid graduates high school and they're going to embark going into their first career, or they're going to go to college, they call this the young adult drop, where kids are just going to drop out of church ministry. So they're going to go off, explore the world and and their interests or their time, or maybe their job just doesn't allow them to get back to church on a weekly ba- basis on a Sunday morning. Every church has, has a burning platform on young adult ministry right now. There's sounding alarm bells everywhere. And you could go to a Barna Reports, Pew Research, everyone is backing up uh, the with, with empirical data that that is the case. But we have that problem in the Army, and, and that is true. But what we've discovered through the research is that there's an even more significant issue that we have to alarm, and we're calling this the middle school drop. So when we look at the numbers that we are able to capture, and I'll bring this up on the report, when we looked at the at the data that we could collect, we could figure out that there was about 6,000 kids that we could verify were in elementary school. So we're defining that K through grade six across the country, 6,000 kids and plus two or so. When we were able to track that number to the verified numbers of kids in middle school, that number drops from that number in elementary school, remember, is 6,000. That number drops to 2,500 when we get to middle school. That is a significant decrease. It's almost a 58% decrease from elementary to middle school. So somehow, somewhere in that transition from sixth grade to seventh grade, we have, we're having a significant drop and we've got to start pulling our attention to that, that and looking further upstream, that it's just not when a kid leaves, their, leaves high school after graduation. If we were able to retain more kids as they enter in that transition from sixth to seventh grade, that creates a bigger boom going down the road that, it, that one day, if we got that right, you can visualize and imagine we may not have a young adult issue in the same way as ever tr- other churches if we solve this more fundamental problem when the kids are younger and we're losing them. What do you guys think? Does that make sense? Does, does that kind of make the, the the hair on your arm stand up at all? <laughs> well, yeah, and uh, I'm I'm uh, collecting the torches right now. Let's go. We're gonna we're gonna as a as a former uh, divisional youth secretary and of course as a core officer. I mean, you, you've nailed it on the head. Uh, it's it's not. I mean, there's there there are always generational issues, but the one thing that I've noticed is is our our kids right now are they're savvy. They're, yeah. they're not only are they tech savvy, they 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 know um, something authentic when they see it and sense it and 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 whatnot. I mean, I often talk a little bit about my grandson who's turning four here pretty soon, but th- th- that guy. You know, he's so perceptive and yep. the alpha generation, which he is, um, and we have the Z generation right now that's moving out of middle school, high school into college. Uh, I mean, we need to read this stuff. But we need to read them. And your report just nails it on the head. So let, let, let's talk here. I mean, there's so many different things that we could talk about with it. And but I, I just have two real, real 
brief questions for you. What's the so what? You know, the so what? You've gone through all of this. Uh, really, just it, 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 it was an incredible exercise of discipline. It was interesting to be watch you put this together and, and you drove, you drew, you drew me in on a couple of conversations and used me as a sounding board a few times uh, on that. I just appreciate the, so what of it. And then how can our listeners maybe in the future access what, what we're talking about here? Yeah. So let, let's start with the, so what um, I, I go back to the game of chess. If we lose the King, we lost the game. If we lose the youth, we lose Gosh, we're going to lose the soul of the Salvation Army because we're not going to have a ministry if we lose kids. Uh, this is not just about ministry today. This is ministry for the next 30 years. Uh, so that that's that for me, that's the biggest so what. This is a battle for the future of the Salvation Army. Uh, I think a so what is that, especially for the listeners, if if they're involved with their core's youth ministry, uh, I, I just want to just heap a significant blessing on them and, and a, a significant thank you for their work, for their investment in kids' lives. If they're not involved in youth ministry, uh, I have an encouragement. There is no prerequisite that you have to be cool, that you have to be young, that you have to be uh, have all these uh, crazy wild ideas to be intriguing to youth. You just simply have to show up. This is Commissioner Jim Nags's. This is his ministry mantra: just show up and be holy, and it makes a difference. So the encouragement is is that we can all get involved in this. We can all have a part to play in in our army's youth ministry because there's room and there's space. And frankly, we need every soldier to be involved in this as best as they can. Um. Does that does that answer the question? Uh, at least with with the so what? Oh, I, yeah, I you know yeah. yeah. There's recommendations. There's things that uh, that we can we can talk about with the report of how things could move forward and what are some things that, that could change. Um, and we, we we could jump to that, or we can talk about uh, access to this report. Is uh, that, that that's going to be a trickier question? Let's let's just let's just talk uh, about maybe briefly, like your top three recommendations uh, sure. out of this report. Okay. So the youth report has four major recommendations, uh, and this should equip, it's about positioning the army for future ministry and, and for things that are for today too. So the first recommendation, it's recognizing a gap in our programmatic ministry. So one of the questions that we ask the youth uh, that we ask about the youth to the DY is what are some of the, the hard things kids face in the division? And I was absolutely heartbroken to hear some of the responses that kids are going through the horrors of poverty, that there's children that are worried about food security. There's children that are wondering if next week, if they're going to be kicked out of their apartment, out of their house, there's kids that are facing drug abuse emotional abuse, physical abuse in their home. They live in in hard communities that are economically depressed. And the sum of what we've discovered is that it doesn't matter what division that you go to in the, in the, the territories, there are, gonna, there are kids that are being emotionally traumatized that come to the Salvation Army week after week. The Salvation Army has become their safe haven. It has become an anchor 
for them and has become probably one of the most significant resources for them. But when we go on and we ask the question further, what is what are we doing besides providing the safe place? Are we becoming a place of emotional healing, a place of, of growth, a place to address the trauma that they're experiencing? We're discovering that there's a gap in Salvation Army's ministry. So we do tremendous ministry about discipleship, about biblical literacy, about understanding how to uh, whether it's through the Corps Cadet Program or through Rangers, that you're getting some life skills, but we do not have anything that equips or trains or provides a resource to the Corps officer or to a local youth leader on how do we better minister to kids that have gone through trauma. So the prime re- prime recommendation of the Youth Report is that we would work together, that we start to pivot, we would discover together an emotional care resource that we could use to equip. Now, I'm not talking about putting another program onto the core. We're talking about it would be an in-house training that could be conducted at a divisional level that could be conducted at the summer camp staff orientation. It could possibly be a two to three hour training on how do you recognize the signals? What are some techniques that could be used by the by the youth leader t- for behavioral management and most importantly what are some uh, some um, communication strategies that the youth worker can use to help a kid process and help a kid feel the love of and, and, and coping with their trauma at the local level that's that's the prime recommendation and that's really the 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 uh, the, the biggest cry in my heart that as an army, we need to up up our game. We have to do more to love kids that come through our doors. Well, we thank you for the incredible job that you've done with this project. And my pledge to you is that this isn't going to just kind of sit in uh, a desk someplace at NHQ and, and collect dust. I think part of our strategy is to make sure you're uh, – your successor, uh, Captain uh, Matt Satterley, uh, takes the mantle from this point and and continues to work with the youth secretaries and uh, with the program conference, uh, with the the territorial program secretaries. And you know we're 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 not going to let this um, just kind of fade away. Uh, you've done a, a great job with this. Our listeners can hear your passion. Uh, and we know personally by seeing, you know, you work day in and day out on this and, and in, in whatever role that awaits for you and your wife, we know that you will continue to do all that you can to, to make sure that the, the youth of our nation, um, are, are taken care of and, and that Salvation Army ministry to youth remains relevant. So thank you, Captain Keith. Uh, Jeff, Jeff, was there any uh, kind of closing comment or thought you might have had on this? No, I, I just appreciate the way you've uh, coalesced all this information and brought it down to a level of care and concern at the one-on-one interrelationships that are developed between Salvation Army leaders and young people, and um, the need to support those people in that endeavor and how to accomplish that. That's really so, uh, it's a captivating challenge. Um, And uh, as you say, 
those people involved in that work, you know, bless them. Um, they are raising up a generation and to be lights in this world. And, you know, think about the pressures <clears throat> alone in, in, in being that light, let alone all the uh, other problems that kids are face, faced with. So to come alongside those young people um, it, with your passion is admirable. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Well, again, our sincere thanks to you. Thank you to you and your wife for all of your dedicated service that you've given the last six years here at National Headquarters. The uh, the National Salvation Army is is better because of uh, both of your input, not only with the Youth Commission, but with what your wife has done with Peer Magazine. And boy, it's just, just thanks for being a blessing to us. Well, that's going to end this episode of the Fight for Good podcast. Be sure to subscribe to Fight for Good for wherever you listen to your podcast. We hope you're listening and make sure that you give us a shout out, give us a like, make a couple of star requests, whatever, on iTunes or however they do it on Spotify and wherever you find, find podcasts. Thanks for continuing to, to listen. And don't forget to follow us. You can find our magazines, Peer Magazine and The War Cry, all online for you. The War Cry org and peermag.org are websites there. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Until next time, please be safe, be happy, and be holy. This has been the Fight for Good podcast. Bye for now. Subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts.